This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 38. And welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm Brett Hurst, and I hope you're still talking to me, Kelly, after that last episode. I am totally talking to you, and I am Kelly Hurst. Yeah, this is a little little rough treatment on that last one. I know. I'm sorry Let's about that. Let's bash Kelly episode, but that's you've got yours coming, so. Well, in spite of that, uh, we are both marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement, and this podcast, as always, is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level, we believe. Healthy marriage should be a front-burner conversation, and that's why we're here. Well, uh, today in the studio, we've been looking forward to this because we have some very, very good friends of ours, Danny and Tricia Kennedy, who are fellow Houstonians, and we do a lot of ministry with them, and they are here to share with us a remarkable story that you may have heard about in the news. It's a a story of survival, survival, which we'll get to in a minute, but they have... Three beautiful children and one in the oven, <laughs> and we're thrilled that we're, that they're here with us today. And welcome, Danny and Tricia. Woohoo! Yay! Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your family, and then we'll uh, we'll get into our unique story. We've got three little ones. We got a three, five, and eight year old, and a fourth on the way. We both grew up in Houston. We lived in Houston our whole life. And we live around the Meyerland area. How long have y'all been married? We've been married 12 years. 12. Woo. Nothing but bliss, right? Yes, nothing but bliss. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we just love living life fully and figuring out who God's called us to be in the world. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, we are, we're on that pilgrimage with you, so yes. it's, it's great uh, getting to share uh, those types of conversations with you guys, as well as lots of Mexican food. So mm-hmm. we do yes. that well <laughs> The cornerstone as- of all healthy friendships. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so on Sunday, February 10th, 2013, earlier this year, tell us where you guys were and what you were doing and what you were planning to accomplish together. <laughs> we were sleeping at 5.30 in the morning when... Um, on a cruise ship in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico when we hear over the loudspeaker in our room, which if you've ever been on a cruise is completely not kosher to PA system in someone's room at 530 in the morning. Alpha team to the engine room. Alpha team to the engine room. That can't be good. No. Don't know what the alpha team is, but I think going to the engine room is never good. Right. So quickly we start hearing repetitive announcements and decide that we should probably get out of bed and get dressed. I'm turning in circles, kind of having a meltdown, and we... It's still dark outside. Totally. We don't have a window, so we don't know what time it is. And there's no clocks, (laughs) so... um, yeah, Danny says, why don't you just put some real clothes on and we'll go figure out what's wrong. And so we opened our door and were greeted by people running down the hallway with life jackets on. So oh immediately gosh. we're thinking, Titanic. what do they know that we don't know? Oh <laughs> because is it sinking? What's <laughs> happening? And so, but we decided to be calm and not put our life jackets on. And then we went up to the Lido deck, which on a cruise ship is kind of the party area, pool area, outdoor area. Mm-hmm. And... You can talk about what happened when we got up there. Oh, well, we just well. Once we opened the door, 
got into the hallway, we could smell uh, that there was see smoke further down the hallway, and you could, it was a electrical fire. And then we got out on the Lido deck. We were just a couple floors below, so we got outside, and it reeked, and you could see smoke coming out of the big whale tail. Those oh are gosh. exhaust pipes for the ship, and mm. that's the top of about a ten-story, I guess about a ten-story worth ten stories of ship engines mm-hmm. are inside wow. that thing, and there was yeah, wow, they were on fire. So I'm guessing that what you were experiencing was not consistent with your objective for being on this cruise ship. We, that was our last day at sea before we went home to our kids. So we had planned laying out on the deck and reading books, not laying out on the deck in our clothes because there was no power right. in the rest of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Or working toilets. Well, how long was it before you really got the lay of the land of what was happening? About 6 o'clock that evening, so mm-hmm. almost 12 hours into it before we knew this boat's not moving anywhere. Um, so it's 12 hours of uncertainty. Basically. Yeah, so you're hearing rumors and everybody's panicking. I mean, maybe yeah. not panicking, but... Making up stories. Uh-huh. This is what I heard. This is what I heard. Oh, but wow. finally at 6 o'clock they said, boat's not moving. We're waiting for a tow, and that's going to take till Monday afternoon. Wow. So we're when, sitting ducks. When you first saw the smoke, did was there a moment where you really thought, oh, my gosh, this could be the end? Like, oh, we're, yeah. we're a legitimate, fearful, this is it. Yeah. Wow. Because we weren't moving. Yeah. And I think when you're not moving, all of a sudden you become very aware that you could sink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, you could sink while you're moving, but when you're not moving, yeah. you're... <laughs> so I think for me personally, and then the power went out and all the doors we were sitting by are magnetic and they slammed closed like 25 doors. And I just thought, wow. <laughs> that's <Okay>. it. <laughs> I start screaming and Coming I was home like... to glory. <laughs> so this might be a good time to let the audience know what your personalities are like when you're not on a cruise ship <laughs> with a, a fire burning so for me so when i when we walked out on the deck and i saw the fire and all that i wasn't an immediately concerned about safety you were you were not was not Uh i wasn't really concerned about safety i assumed it was some sort of practical sort of engine thing and they were going to repair it and we were just going to keep going uh though when they announced it took me a couple hours to even announce what was going on Mm -hmm. and then they when they said that the, there was a fire in the engine room, which was serious, of course, and then that it was so hot they couldn't enter to even check out the engines. Mm. Um, that's why I mean, I so I started definitely that terror came for me, but it, it was later on initially. I just yeah, just kind of assumed that there was some sort of minor to moderate emergency that they were uh, needing to take care of, and it seemed really bad. So that was one of the things I was going to ask you: is once you got some clarification. Was the climate of the people on board, did that relieve stress or add more stress? Probably both and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not dying, but now we're fear of the sitting unknown. ducks. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we knew we were going to sink. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um, or blow up. <laughs> or blow up or whatever. Right. I mean, it was okay. So we're floating. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then it, it turned from that to, well, within a first, after the first hour or two, and it seemed like we were not going to be back in our room. We, I fairly quickly, and I'm not trying to take credit as if That's maybe fine. I was Go the ahead. first one to think of this, but <laughs> I just began wondering, you know, we were going to 
want to be under shade and all that kind of good stuff. So we yeah. started fairly early on to pull chairs together and to get under under a big steel awning. I'd say the mood in the boat turned to survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which For I would everyone. say is his background temperament is that's how he thinks, not on a cruise ship. He's about survival. He's mm-hmm. about problem solving mm-hmm. in his regular life. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm all about control and knowing everything ahead of time mm-hmm. and so that these things don't happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why it was much more anxiety provoking for me in the beginning because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I don't, I didn't, wait, what? <laughs> this <laughs> is it. And so personality wise, I get really in that part of myself that doesn't know how to handle that, I get really stuck and yes. really I trip a lot when things are out of control. But did yeah. you behave that way in this situation? I or didn't. Was, yeah, a little different. Yeah, I was much more connected to the part of myself that said, yeah, so this happened. Okay, so what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, not take it out on the person that you're with, my husband. You right. know, just mm-hmm. let it be. This is just what happened. And, right. you know, and let him do survival because a lot of times I would just tend to say, Stop. Like, you don't know what you're doing. That's making embarrassing me or you know, <laughs> making me look stupid. Stop scavenging things, you know. <laughs> but I was able to just – and that's and that's about the control. It's trying to regain control somewhere else when I've – when there's a perceived loss of control. Right. And so, But I was able to say, that's a really valuable skill. And I'm not able to do that right now because mm-hmm. I am really terrified that something is going really badly wrong. So you were, you were grateful that Danny Very grateful. was – very yes. together and kept things. Yeah, that I thought about getting the seat under the shade, but I literally couldn't move out of my chair because yeah. I was so scared. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that I was so grateful that he got the metal covering. That you know was mm-hmm. we were there for five days. It was brilliant that he. So yeah, I was really grateful and thankful. Yeah, it ended up only being about ten percent of that. So so the majority of the boat, if there, I guess there were twenty one hundred guest passengers. I would bet two thirds of the people were out on this deck that was probably made for about three or four hundred people. Oh <laughs> so my gosh! There was probably only about ten percent of the actual real estate outdoors would actually was actually covered, mm-hmm. and so it was really helpful to uh, to have been under there. Uh, one big change that occurred for me was I'm typically very sort of easy and gregarious and outgoing and joking and uh, something that was very noticeable to me is I got very serious and I was not interested in playing games or <laughs> mm-hmm. talking to people or anything. <laughs> like I was all about conservation of energy, of yeah. emotions, of thinking of, yeah, I got, I got really sort of drawn. I kind of became withdrawn, mm-hmm. not in a, um, not in sort of a repellent way, but yeah. more just, just sounds like in a way that focused. helped. Trisha, even I think so. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, yeah, right. And you know, without weighing in on the the cruise line company, we're not here to ha- make commentary <laughs> right. about that. But the crew was actually uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, tell us in what way they were. They just, I mean, I think on a cruise ship, I think you experience the crew as like they're more than just waiters; it's their livelihood. They're more than just performers. That's mm-hmm. what they're made to do. I mean, they love it, and so. They're generally really happy anyways, mm-hmm. and I feel like they just – part of what they did was kept order mm-hmm. by maintaining that they were crew and staff mm-hmm. and we were guests. Because I think a lot of the guests had the tendency to like, oh, let me go work in the kitchen. You know, uh-huh. several times the cruise director said, thank you for your offers of help, but right. we're, we're going to – We're still on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to maintain order, which was brilliant because mm-hmm. I think they knew if they didn't do that, things would quickly really tailspin out of control. But, I mean, our room steward slept on a 
like a drink box holder, like a plastic box holder thing in the hallway sitting up so that he was available wow. to us at all times. Oh if my gosh. We, I mean, there was a, one, a little girl on our hallway who was special needs and was in a wheelchair. And so he slept in the hallway because her parents had – they didn't have what they needed. And mm. they couldn't go upstairs because they couldn't carry her wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And so I, my experience was that they were – extra helpful in any way that they could mm-hmm. yeah, and really, I think, made it work right. on a lot of ways. Even the cruise director who got a lot of criticism, I Facebook, I found her on Facebook after the cruise and messaged her and just said, your voice kept me sane. They, oh, wow. She was pushed out in front of everyone and was the wow. announcer of every, because that's kind of their job. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, I said, your voice just made me know, like, we're going to be okay. Every day your voice came on, and either whether or not you had good news or bad news, I started associating with you with safety. Right. Yeah. And so I just oh. really appreciate it. I was like, my kids were at home. Like, I was just like, is this it? Like, am I never going to see my children again? Yeah. And, you know, and I, so she just said she really appreciated that. I'm just, I was like, I'm sure you got a lot of negative feedback, of mm-hmm. course, but I think they all did a phenomenal job. Oh, and that's so good to hear. So even in the uh, within the first 24 hours, you got a general feeling. I mean, you weren't totally sure, but you got a general reassurance that you were going to survive this mm-hmm. ordeal. It was just going to be how uncomfortable are we going to be mm-hmm. in this ordeal. But there were some other things that were starting to happen, like even the tilt of the ship. I mean, mm-hmm. what they call it listing. Yeah. yeah, because the ballasts and the the, the ballast tanks, the yeah, ballast tanks, and the other electronically controlled. the rudders. Yeah, they're all electronically controlled. So then the boat begins to lean with the ocean. So how much leaning are we talking about? I mean, you know, like they told us five percent, mm-hmm. five degrees. Five, yeah, not five percent. Yeah. yeah, it felt like. I mean, sky on one side, water on the other. Yeah, because right. we saw y'all's pictures, and you yeah. tell me 5%, and I think, oh, that's not much, but those pictures were, like, intense. Oh, right. I mean, you're walking up the stairs crooked. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, literally, you know. Yeah. And I remember, I can't remember if I was talking to somebody who was watching the reporting on it or how they had the information, but apparently there was a – they were giving us – which makes sense. They were giving us a, a lower percentage. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, a lower degree, yeah. yeah oh. As far as the listing, I would imagine <laughs> to keep people from freaking out. But they said uh, it was closer to like twenty degrees. And it, and it was. I have one photograph that was that really kind of that exhibited it really well. And I mean, besides the fact that everywhere you walked, you literally leaned to one side. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, did were, that mess with your equilibrium at all? Like, did you feel? Did it affect you physically? Because I, I would think that would just really. I just felt annoyed more yeah. than anything else. Like it was just sort of like in a, like as far as your sensory <laughs> system, to just be like walking on like I don't know like the side of a mountain, yeah. like constantly to where you're constantly leaned over. So it was just kind of annoying. Or sleeping like you're constantly because it would change every day. Yeah, right. it would oh, switch wow. sides, and so I think because we weren't moving, it mm-hmm. wasn't motion right. illness. Yeah, had we been moving yeah. like that, yeah, we I think we would have been, been bad. So really what, dizzy. What day did we? Start seeing the reports. Was it, it was uh, Monday? Tuesday. No, it was Tuesday morning. Okay. I woke up and saw on the Today Show, and and they had you know footage from the uh, aerial shots and everything. And I remember looking at the news, going, "I'm so glad Danny and Trisha are already home from there." Wait a minute. And I start putting two and two together going, I haven't seen any Facebook posts in like a while. And I instantly went to my computer and was like, oh, my gosh, that's the ship they're on. And I can't believe it. Immediately like, started praying for you guys. Immediately. Just so concerned for you guys. But so um, 
Now, y'all have talked about how when y'all set up your camp, so to speak, that there was another family Mm -hmm. that y'all kind of set up camp with and kind of stayed connected to them for the whole duration. Do you think that kind of helped you guys in terms of just caring for someone else? Did that take your mind off of Mm -hmm. some of the intensity or... Yeah, I think um, I think for me especially because I actually became more extroverted, which mm-hmm. is not normal for me. Mm-hmm. I tend to be more the introvert in our marriage. Um, I think for me, you know, having two 20-year-old girls that were just funny and, like, they just were mm-hmm. just a lot more lighthearted than I was. And the mom just was really – These were people you were hanging out with. Yes, yeah, so it was a mom and two daughters. Yeah. yeah, that I met randomly the first day of the cruise, and then they'd been staying next door to us. So when all this happened, we ran into them in the hallway and just said, you know, so we like literally were lounge chair to lounge chair, feet to feet for mm-hmm. five days. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I think just Gosh. having somebody just to talk to you or, you know, and you really had to like, there was a system for like, okay, you go get lunch because like I'll keep the chairs. Okay, you go get dinner because there was people yeah. would take your chair, people, right. you know, so there was a sense of community that was definitely built. And I think for the mom having two other older adults to be with rather than just her daughters who were at times really anxious because, you know, they're 20 and 22, sure. I think, mm-hmm. I'm somewhere around there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think for her, just having, like, adult people to talk to was mm-hmm. really helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, would you say anything else about that? Yeah, no, no, I mean, just 20-year-olds think they know everything and they they, <laughs> they take everything in stride. And, you know, there's lots of great things about being 20 and particularly when you're in a <laughs> – as all the really twenty-year-olds ride in, yeah. When you're in a distressing crisis situation, it's nice to actually have a couple of people around you who are actually fairly carefree. It just it helps, yeah. In general, yeah, and it did help with with the mom because, of course, she was having to be mom um, at times, right? And it was helpful for us to be to kind of to be there with her, to like come alongside her, yeah, yeah. for sure. Be I bet it was a great support to her. So the yeah. food issues, basically, uh, you know, people heard all kinds of things that right. people were only eating onion sandwiches and that kind of thing. <laughs> was it? No, I mean, mostly things were cold, but um, it, I mean, it wasn't gross. It was mm-hmm. cold sandwiches. I think the onion thing was that people were taking double meat hamburgers and leaving the buns. Uh, with the fixings they yeah. were because there was a hamburger line that was three and a half hours long we never personally waited in it but yeah. um no i mean it wasn't and then a ship would come by and they would give us roast beef for mm-hmm. example and then mm-hmm. the chef would cut it up and use it you know 13 different ways and different mm-hmm. sandwiches so i mean every meal you had six or seven options mm-hmm. of cold stuff mostly yeah. um there wasn't ever any like really except for the last night we had like lobster and ceviche and lots of really you know, so I think the food, honestly, I think they did the best they could, mm-hmm. you know. But dealing with your waste and all that, that really was uh, a challenge. Yeah. You know. Yeah, just eating lots it was of. was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, the sewage was primarily, was primarily not functional. And uh, there were, if there were maybe f- 50 toilets throughout the ship, just publicly only about 10 ever worked literally only 10 public toilets ever worked and most of the most of your the toilets and the rooms didn't ever work mm-hmm. and so you literally would have anywhere from 10 to 20 toilets working for 2100 people and so you'd have to figure out they got them all working work for out. about an hour <laughs> on the the day of like monday morning they got them all working so everybody rushed to their rooms and used them and then they right oh, wow. just could put it out so then they Gave us instruction. They gave us instruction on Sunday because we had no running water, no uh-huh. sink water, no shower water. Yeah. 
Yikes. Eventually they restored that on Monday, but, you know, we were to use the shower for one thing and the trash can for the other with uh-huh. a bag that they provided us. And so, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. And they'd had a Mexican buffet the night before the whole thing happened, so it wasn't a pretty situation <laughs> for right, a right. lot of people. And then with That's the listing, really you, you have lots of problems with um, you're listing one way with a full toilet, mm-hmm. and it's tilting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. then it begins running down the walls, and you yeah. put your hand on the stairwell, and it's wet, and you're not really sure if it's bleach <laughs> or if it's something else. Oh and so. God. You just got really careful about what you touched. Yeah. <laughs> and how hot that. was it outside? Because y'all had no AC or anything to, like... It was It was golf. probably in the 80s. Because it was February. Yeah, it was... Well, there's always, like, a 30-mile-an-hour wind yeah. when, you're on a, when you're on a boat yeah. most of the time, yeah. So it's... Uh, that, the temperature actually wasn't... Although the sun was the sun was rough, uh, which was why people were putting up... Tying up bed sheets and stuff like that to yeah. make shelters. It was just to block the sun because it was just really bright. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't just overly hot, I don't think. Yeah. Right. So suffice to say, as you said, you guys were – you felt like you were closing up your dream cruise, another dream cruise. You all have done a few of them. Right. And, uh, and then you found yourself in this situation with tremendous amount of stressors. And then every day you didn't know, is this the day? That mm-hmm. we're finally going to get back to some sense of sanity. Mm-hmm. So when we come back after the break, I'd like to ask how that affected your marriage mm-hmm. relationship. <laughs> and you're listening to Marriage to the Max. Welcome back to Marriage to the Max, and we are continuing our conversation with Danny and Tricia Kennedy about their semi-harrowing experience on uh, their cruise, on their dream cruise vacation (laughs) trip. As it relates to your marriage, I mean, we've already talked about the stressors and so forth. What were some life lessons that you were able to put into practice during that experience? Because both of you already unpacked that how you would typically respond you kind of both kind of went the opposite way, which is interesting, but not surprising in a crisis that you would maybe kind of go a different direction. Mm-hmm. So what what were some things that you started becoming present to about yourselves and then e- each other? What would typically happen with us is I would be overly concerned 
not about Trisha so much as about her response and reaction to how I was responding. <laughs> so <laughs> I would really be worried about not annoying her, bothering her, because I can come, of course, with lots of energy. I can come uh, with a lot of volume and things like that. So you were trying to care for her? Is that by- no, no, no. So I was certainly trying to do that, though I would have typically also come with a lot of trepidation, a lot of... Anxiety. Being way too concerned about how she was responding to me. Mm, Okay. Like, if she thought I was being too loud, being too energetic, being too... Whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, What we were both able to do for each other is we were both... Like, I was able to show up completely how I wanted to show up. And uh, Trisha was able to... uh, to show up like that, like in the midst of, and it, yeah, in the midst of her tendency towards control, um, she was able to show up not, um, not getting, I don't know, and maybe critical or at times or well, like, like she'd said earlier, how she can, um, my energy can get overwhelming to her sometimes. And so, uh, instead of me needing to be hyper aware of how, if, if I was annoying or bothering or aggravating. So you're um, saying that you both consciously kind of shaved off your, Typical rough edges. Yeah, well, and it, 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 that happened. And the really happy thing was that it wasn't like, is that it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as we discussed it, but it, it ended up showing up like that, which was nice because mm. we, because uh, when I show up with all my energy, it can be aggravating for her, and then I can get really arrogant and mocking of her, and that's just an ugly game mm-hmm. to play, and. um yeah, we were able to not do that. It's awesome. I think for me, the little tiny backstories that I, which I've told you guys about and you've laughed about, that I had to write <clears throat> guiding principles or slash core values or whatever you want to call them to go on this vacation because I don't relax well. I don't. I like to be in control, and it's really hard for me to just like be without my computer and just relax. And I mean, we laugh, but that's really. Yeah. Cool exercise. Yeah. Not a lot of people do it. Yeah. Right. And so for me, not knowing this is how this would end up, having written guiding principles about which go into a backstory of me that I won't go into right now, but just Mm -hmm. the the ones that I needed to be present, you know, staying connected to Danny even when I want to pull away or Mm -hmm. like I can choose him even when I feel out of control and he's doing all those things that he just described getting on my nerves and I just Mm want to be like, I'm done. I don't, you Mm -hmm. know. So I think for me, having those um, in my space allowed me to have something to go back to, Mm -hmm. to have something to say, yeah, I'm really stressed out right now, and all I want to do is lash out at him because he's safe and I'm scared. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that because that's not choosing him. That's mm-hmm. not valuing him. That's not loving him. Mm-hmm. That's not staying connected. Right. That's actually the opposite of connection. Right. You know. So, so ironically, you went into this trip with that already in place mm-hmm. that you to make the most out of what you thought was just going to be a leisurely pleasure trip. The first part was, mm-hmm. you know, and then you had that to rely on when right. Things unexpectedly went chaotic. Yeah. yeah. But that's so awesome that y'all chose each other and the and valued the health of the relationship above what could have been so easy to mm-hmm. just nitpick or yell at or, you know, be so frustrated with each other. And I think because <laughs> I think about like, okay, you it happens on Sunday. Y'all don't get rescued till what, Thursday night? 
get off the boat Thursday Thir- at one yeah. in the morning. Yeah. So, so we're yeah. like Friday, yeah. you know. And you're so, just and I, afraid. And- yeah. And so I think about like, okay, had they told you on Sunday, okay, this is going to take five days. I get, I mean, you'd obviously be disappointed and angry, but at least you'd kind of know, okay. But knowing every day that, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to be rescued, no, we're not. <laughs> like that disappointment, that's, I think, what would just drive me to just mm-hmm. go, oh my gosh, I cannot do this another day. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, yeah, I mean, I really think it's like what you said, choosing. And I think we were disappointed, but instead of using that to push push ourselves apart, we were just like, oh, you know, or every day I would just break down crying, like, mm-hmm. are we ever going to get off this boat? And yeah. he was like, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure in his head he's thinking, I don't know, you know, but I'm just like, but I think that for me that wasn't normal. Normally I would have pushed away or I yeah. would have said. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it was an exercise in really trusting and trusting each other. And for me – really realizing that I need Danny. Like, mm-hmm. he yeah. mm-hmm. isn't ever going to replace... I mean, he's not everything. I mean, he can't ever be everything, but... Right. Mm-hmm. Something, no spouse can be. No, but something I've fought our entire marriage is that I need him. Yeah. And when I told him that, he said, I think I've been waiting our whole marriage for you to tell me hmm. that you needed me. Wow. And that you were willing to let that be true. Wow. Because yeah. I think that I've just fought that for... You so, had fought that for so long. And this was a perfect, a really rare, high-stress experience to really test that theory out. Yeah. It's like the ultimate marriage team building exercise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like marriage survivor. Yeah, exactly. Awful yeah. possible. Forget all those rope, boot camp. ropes courses. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Well, I, I've, I've kind of wondered, like, if y'all had been sitting where we were, where everyone else watching this on television, and, and this had been happening to someone else, do you think you would have thought you would have handled it as gracefully as you did? Or would you? do you think you would have just been like, oh, my gosh, I'd be, you know. A, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would have hoped that we would have, yeah. but I think I would have. We had several friends that said, you know, we just thought it was one way or the other. Like, y'all are never in the middle. You're either going to come home <laughs> like true. enemies or like making friends on the boat. So I yeah. think watching it, I would have really hoped that we would have shown up like that because yeah. we've worked so hard the last three or four years to just really build our marriage differently. Yeah. Uh, but I think there would have been the fear that, you know. I mean, yeah. I think you experience even in the smallest things in home life of just pulling back or being ugly or being, you know, frustrated. And yeah. not that that's not okay, but sometimes it's really hurtful. And I yeah. think I would have worried that that's how I would have, mm-hmm. that I would have been so out of control that mm-hmm. I would have taken it out on him because he's safe. And he, right. you know, because I could, because right. I knew that he can't leave me, you know, because mm-hmm. he's stuck on a boat with me. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think, but I... I, so I'm not sure. You know, I think watching it, I would have been like, I don't know, <laughs> because that's always been dicey for us. Where for some couples, yeah. they'd say, I know how we handle it. This is what we do. Yeah. Um, but really, nobody knows how they would no, be in yeah, that situation. Because, I mean, you guys didn't even expect to respond the way that you both right. responded as individuals. Right. I mean, you, yeah. you get something, you get in a situation that stressful, you know, it really reveals a whole lot about you. I'm, I'm curious I mean, I love what you just shared a minute ago about the gift that you not only gave to Danny Mm -hmm. by finally giving yourself permission to need him and Mm -hmm. say that and articulate that, but what a gift that was to your marriage as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm wondering if was what else was uncovered in your marriage? I mean, Danny, what did you learn about Tricia that was significant out of that event? This and there could be like three or four podcasts worth of just the last couple couple years ish we've gone through some proper just explosive growth as a couple and um, Trisha in particular is just and I would say wondered into but she has it's not wondering at all it's very intentional she's 
walked a very clear, really hard path of becoming who she really is. She's been becoming articulate, becoming assertive, becoming just a period of self-discovery. Yeah, absolutely, becoming all these things that she that you know the the potential energy has always been there. It was really wild to watch as we were on the boat for the, the like you said the you know the five days, watching me not be who I typically am, which is gregarious and outgoing and all that and to watch her she showed up in that uh most days she would have a there'd be a circle of two to two to eight women sitting around and they would be you know you'd be you'd be doing the talking thing killing time on the cruise but it would inevitably turn to trisha sharing about some aspect either of our life or of her experience and uh so she was comforting people. She was shepherding people. Comforting just- people. And even like just people were just properly like enthralled. That's mm-hmm. a positive thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. enthralled. Mm-hmm. Like they were just sitting there kind of like listening mm-hmm. in to what she – and it ended up that she was the center of attention and she was leading conversation with these um, all these folks who were at least her age or older. And um, What did that make you feel about her? Oh, it was just great. It was just really happy. It was um, It was just really impressive – uh, to watch her take that on because it it involved some energy to mm-hmm. engage because after a while you I mean if you just want to do small talk and you have three or four people sitting around asking you questions she she was probably wasted at times when that was mm-hmm. happening but uh, she totally took it on it was really great so once you guys finally got close to some resolution I mean that that this was really you were pulling into Alabama and mm-hmm. you knew. You were hours away. Land, finally. Yeah, that had to be just a tremendous relief. Mm-hmm. And then you flew home, and I mean that it wasn't that fast. I mean there was right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that last part was the hardest part, maybe. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah. yeah. So, but w- then you get back to Houston, and you re-enter life as you know it, and mm-hmm. uh, after you. Embrace your kids and all that. You know, I just can't imagine what that felt like. But uh, as you did reentry back into your so-called normal world, how has the experience affected your marriage? I think I noticed a lot of compassion for each other mm-hmm. that hadn't been there before. Just kind of like more extended grace. Yeah, and I think you know, I think we're able to see the kind of people we are. It was a trauma. It wasn't a trauma like people in third world countries experience every day, you know, but to us it was traumatic and that's Mm -hmm. okay. doesn't mean I'm going to make it about my life forever. Right. But just to allow some space for like grieving and just, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of like we never get away from our kids. Mm -hmm. That was the one time in four years that we had. Mm -hmm. And then it was, right. you know, kind of ruined on some level. (laughs) By the time you get home and you're so tired, you forgot you even went on vacation. And so... (laughs) I think a lot of extended compassion and grace towards each other where normally there might have been criticism or mm-hmm. um, just frustration. Like, why aren't you being the person you can be? Because mm-hmm. we're exhausted. That's why, you mm-hmm. know. And and I think um, I would say for me personally, just leaning into the fact of like, um, you know, I before we went on the cruise, my grandmother had died. So I'd already had to lean into Danny because that was right. really traumatic. And mm-hmm. then – Shortly after the cruise, we find out we're pregnant with child number four. And so just all these events kept reinforcing, like, you need this person that loves you and chooses you. Choose him back. Mm -hmm. You know, keep choosing him back. And so Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's been a continual just that has grown where I've been able to say, like, 
when I think um, maybe I don't want to do that or maybe I just want to distance because it's just too much. You know, it feels scary to be that connected to somebody. Um, like I just think I think the cruise has become mostly a soft place of remembering how he was and how he mm-hmm. was just showed up for me and I let him um, do that. And so I think that that has carried into our marriage. And I would say just more – I think we've talked more. I think we tend to be – really intense or not at all once mm-hmm. I think we've had to find the middle because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're really exhausted, intense doesn't work. And so mm-hmm. um, I would say just find a place of just the balance, the tension of like Oops. some really hard stuff happen and we can still be who we are and who we want to be, you mm-hmm. know. And So you've discovered this new middle ground of mm-hmm. more of a moderate climate for the two of you. Yeah. And just we haven't been nearly as not that we were volatile all the time and i mean right. but mm-hmm. there just hasn't been nearly as much of me kind of like tail spinning out you know which has been true for a long time but this kind of reinforced again like oh that that didn't really fit like that's really not who i am anymore and mm-hmm. when i try to put it on i'm like oh yeah this mm-hmm. this is like a little clothes in the outfit you know some yeah. outfit in the closet that really doesn't fit anymore so i think it just reinforced like more than anything we are really different. Yeah. And, you know, we came home and we were still different, yeah. you know, and so. so Danny, I just think it's so cool. Oh, go ahead. Well, Danny, I was just going to ask you again. How much does it mean now as a man that your wife has let you in like that? How, how valuable Oh, well, that's, that's really happy. And especially since we're, uh, <clears throat> we're coming up to coming up to child number four, and that is bringing on um, – some heavy, some heavy psychological and emotional weights that we're having to face too. We've got one. So the the youngest kiddo, the the three year old, has got uh, sensory issues. Um, he's not anywhere near on this like a severe autism spectrum scale, but he's got severe enough sensory issues that uh, it's uh, been pretty taxing and exhausting and. Mm-hmm. We're we're pretty much pressed to the edge constantly, nightly, and so uh, this happening is really helpful, and it's going to mean a lot more mm-hmm. for kid number four and what the space that kid number four is going to come into. It's going to be way better and way stronger and healthier than it would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. So her free and open expression of love. Has given you more ballast. Sorry about the pun, but I mean, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I knew you would like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, when's your next cruise? Uh-huh. <laughs> I still like my fantasy place to go is either somewhere far away, like in the hill country, or on a cruise ship because they're the two most relaxing places ever. <laughs> I'm totally open to going on a cruise again someday. I'm, really hasn't yeah. swayed y'all at all in terms of. <gasps> I'm not so much ship. open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not there I, yet. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere I can like be completely separated from my children for any number of days. By water, like literally, they cannot reach me. Is <laughs> totally interesting to me. So, sounds like a man who's expecting the fourth child. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you guys letting us into your interior yes. world because this is uh, definitely uh, was a traumatic event, at least emotionally. Uh, if not, I mean. We we were so thrilled every day. The more confidence we got that you were coming back, so mm-hmm. safe and safe. Yeah, a whole lot of people praying for you. So mm-hmm. we appreciate y'all. We love you guys a whole lot. Yeah. Thank you.
Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org, and you can also check out homeencouragement.org, or you can email us at thehursts, that's with an S, at homeencouragement.org. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, please, and we would love, if you do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, please take a moment to rate the podcast. That'll help us to build our audience and uh, hopefully encourage more people. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.